Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 81 of Parenting in Real Life. We are getting excited for summer. Oh, yes. Always excited for summer. By getting excited, like since this, like September, we've been getting really <laughs> excited for summer. Not so So true. I feel like the summer goes by so fast. And I think because we live in a state where summer is so short, I feel like you're sprinting all summer long because you have to enjoy every second because this is all you get. By so short, it's a solid... Three June, months. July, August. It's gets but its quarter of the year like it should. If you grow up in a warm state. Where it's summer all the time. Yeah, then you have way longer than that. But here it's like, hurry, enjoy summer because we're going back to school and then it's going to be freezing and, you know. Yeah, and they charge you for it. Right. <laughs> Today's parenting in real life moment comes from the sandlot. <laughs> At least it felt a lot like the sandlot. It sand sure lot. did. Our kids... And this is all on us. Our kids are athletic enough, but we have never had baseball gloves, baseballs. And so we we're over at Alexis's parents, and they had both of these things. And our kids were like, oh, we want to play with those. And so I threw my daughter a ball, and I thought for a second she was going to walk it back to me like they do on Santa. <laughs> she had this like, awkward, underhanded throw, and I was like... This is the same. This is happening. These are my kids. This is why we're doing this so that we can educate them. So we broke down and got everybody a glove and we will be playing baseball in the backyard until all of my kids, girls included, can throw overhand and not look like. Oh, yeah. That was I mean, like I only have sisters, but we all we all know how to throw a ball like that was important in our family. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's not necessarily genetic. So, yeah. We won't call out who is the weak link in that genetic chain, but <laughs> there's a very weak link. So anyway, that was happening. People were having fun. It was rapidly improving, I'm happy to say. But somebody was practicing hitting, and they haven't learned that you need to give batters a wide berth. And Jack got smacked on the follow-through by a bat right in the cheek. And luckily it was the cheek, an inch higher, and it probably split open his eye or something. But right in the cheek, he's still got like a little bit of toddler chub. And so he has puffy cheeks, but he's got a big <laughs> cheek this morning. You can see the little like purple and blue <laughs> yeah. circle forming last night. We're like, oh, shoot, that's going to be bad. solid. So One of those sounds where you hear it as a parent, and you're like, ooh, that was a real one. Yeah. Like at church, when you hear a kid hit their head on the pew, you're like, ooh, <laughs> that was legit. <laughs> And then the crying happens. That's... We didn't have any uh, raw meat to slap on his face, but we did find some frozen vegetables. So he just sat there with some frozen beans on his face. Like I've oh. never seen the raw meat thing except in that show. <laughs> we, we always did frozen veggies. So yeah. it helped. And yeah, we'll teach our kids. <laughs> we don't. They don't have this shame when they have junior high sports and they have to throw and they throw. They walk it back. <laughs> Not our kids. And now for our product that makes parenting stink less. This is a product that makes parenting stink less. 
where we give you our honest review on a product that we hoped would change our lives. So we don't even know if we've said this before, but if we did, we're saying it again. Because we love it. (laughs) Sleeping Queens is probably our favorite game to play with our kids. Yeah, definitely one of the best. It's just simple, but still fun for everybody and different. Like it's not like a lot of games you've played. And so I just, I like it a lot. Yeah, so it's a card game. And like our five-year-old and three-year-old were quote-unquote playing it today because they weren't playing it for real but they kind of get the gist of it and there's these queen cards and you try to awaken as many queens as you can so you're collecting these queen cards and if whoever gets some like five wins or something but like alan said it's really simple it's really good for little kids but even like our 10 year old and our eight year old like playing them too for sure and so it's just and it's fun it's engaging it's fun for parents too so there's even some math involved like Mm -hmm. you can discard if you add cards together so yeah it's, it's good. So check out the link in the notes and buy Sleeping Queens. You won't regret it. And now for our Hot Mess Hot Minute. This is the Hot Mess Hot Minute, where we sum up our podcast episode in a minute so you can decide if this episode is worth your precious time. So today in the podcast, we are going to talk about two groups of people because I think this summer there's going to be two groups. One are the people that are still hesitant to come out either because they can't because their state still won't let them or they're in a country that won't let them yet. Or maybe you're just still feeling nervous and want to keep distance between you and others. So we have five ideas for you for how to get through the summer, another quarantine summer. And then our second group is for people who have been feeling cooped up and are ready to go, go, go. That's right. Let's party like it's 1999. The world is ending. Y2K. Let's get out there and go crazy. So we have five activities for you of fun things to do this summer as well. And we hope we're telling you these things in April so that's enough time to actually make them happen. A lot of times we do our summer podcast like in June and it's too late because we know you got a plan. And so here you are. Get ahead of it. Reserve stuff. Make it a fun summer. Yep. So we're going to start with our social distance summer ideas first. Which we're pros at because we did that we last year. We did that year. last year. As did you. But. So our first one is camping. And there's two ways you can do this. You can go camping somewhere or you can just camp in your backyard. Depends on But We had a bad experience with camping in our backyard last year because we tried it and our boys broke our tent. So. We still haven't fixed it, which we really need to because it's camping season. Yeah. We need new tent poles. Yeah. They're the fiberglass ones, and they just snapped right in half. So that was fun. Darn. But if you want to go camping somewhere else, then we highly suggest booking something now because they're filling up already. They really are. I At least in Utah, I definitely think it's going to be more people with the we're pent up and need to get out mentality than stay inside for another summer so i think things are going to get crazy yeah speaking of national parks so national parks are awesome it's generally pretty easy to stay away from people it's outside so it's safer and we've actually already done a national park a couple national parks a couple national parks and it's been awesome i will say we weren't the only ones that had the idea of a safe er activity Mm -hmm. because we went to zion national park in January. But it was totally their off time. It was Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, so people had the time Which off. Which is like 
But it's January. It's not a holiday that everybody has off of work. Yeah. And yet it was packed. It was so crowded. Like you couldn't, and you and have to And that's kind of drive. a unique special, it's, it's a unique park because they have very limited parking. And so in the summer they have a shuttle, but in the winter they didn't. And you had to get up at like 5 a.m. to get up the canyon. <laughs> Not that early, but they it was during, on Sundays. We got up the first day before people realized how bad it was going to be. Yeah. But the next days, they said it was like at like 7:30 a.m. They closed the parking lots. Yeah. I think that's what it was. And so they were like, "Sorry, it's full." So, so anyway, get ahead of it. <laughs> but we we even went it. to the Horseshoe Bend on our way mm-hmm. to Arizona, and it was. Was that a Monday? Yeah. It was a Monday. Totally. Middle of the week. Not a holiday. And it was pretty full. <laughs> like it there was were busy. a lot of people there. I was like, and this is just kinda like I don't think it's super popular, you know, it's kind yeah. of a small thing. But And I'm still not sure like some of it is people coming out of their holes for the first time in a long time. And part of it is I'm just not used to crowds because you <laughs> I'm so used to going to restaurants and hotels and wherever you go and it's kind of just a ghost town. Those days I think are coming to a swift end. So get out and do stuff. I still think that you can do a lot of these things safe, even though more people are doing them. So, And if you want to plan those, I would also suggest getting either your hotels or Airbnbs, whatever you want to do now, because they're going to start Verbo, we're not. Oh, yeah. We've never used. We did use a Verbo once with your family. Oh. I think they're all the same. And they're all expensive, but we also (laughs) love them. So. But you can also explore hikes near your home, too, if you don't want to go anywhere. Just, yeah, Unless you live in Kansas or something. Where there's no hiking. <laughs> it's flat. Is it a hike if it's flat? You can go I guess on you kind of felt that way walks. when we lived in Wisconsin. Like, yeah. sounds These like, are not hikes, <laughs> but beautiful. So There's a lot of pretty walks. You can still do a pretty walk. Totally counts. Mm-hmm. Number three is backyard fun. So we found a lot of fun things to do in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Last summer. You can watch movies in the backyard with a projector if you have access to one. You can play backyard games. Our kids are now obsessed with Capture the Flag. Mm -hmm. And you can do water balloon fights, laser tag, frisbee. Lots of stuff to do in the backyard if you have the space. We also do campfires. Mm -hmm. So, And there's a lot of cheap, portable campfire things you can get now. So you don't have to have like a legit campfire area. Yeah, yeah. You can also just lay on a blanket and look at the stars. That's, That's always... something we didn't do that much last year. I think because our kids, we try and put them in bed before the stars are out. <laughs> but I loved stargazing. And we actually have pretty good stars where we are because we're far enough away from big the main cities. Part of the city, yeah. So the two things I really want to do this summer are go legit camping and stargaze. I've always pushed off the camping because we always have a baby. And I don't want to deal with a baby and camping or a baby crawling in the dirt. But now all of our kids are walking and sleeping through the night. So we can do it. We can probably go we camping got this, this year. <laughs> Number four is doing family bike rides. And this is something we also need to invest in. Invest in because Alan and I don't have bikes. Womp womp. <laughs> so we need to get bikes. But something fun you can do. So, I mean, bike rides are fun. But you can also paint rocks and then hide them on your bike rides. I mean, we find painted rocks around sometimes. Did we do that? Did we hide painted rocks? We did. Yeah. One time we did on a hike that we were doing during COVID last year. Yeah. And we put some painted rocks. So those are really fun. And then it's fun when people find them and stuff. It's like socially acceptable littering. (laughs) And you can also do like cute little scavenger hunts like they have lots on pinterest of nature walks or whatever you can find outside so that'd be fun to do with your kids like if you're looking for certain things as you ride your bike so just some ways to mix it up a little bit 
a fifth summer favorite for us that you can do socially distance is gardening. And no matter where you live, there's a garden you can do. So you can do a legit backyard garden. There's patio gardens and pots, indoor herbs if you have no outdoor space. The other thing that we want to do is learn to can. Alexis sort of got into that last summer. Yeah, because we have a peach tree and a pear tree. We and used to have two pear trees until this weekend. I don't want to cut one down because most of us don't like pears. So we're like, why do we have two pear trees if we're not going to eat these? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have all this fruit and it goes, it seems like it ripens all at the same time and you don't know what to do with it. So I canned some of our peaches last year and it was awesome. And then we had peaches all winter long. So learning to can is cool. If you, I do better when I can learn from somebody. So if you know somebody, I'm sure there's somebody in your neighborhood who knows how to can or a grandparent or something. And they'd love to show you how. Become a canner. If there's anything the pandemic taught us is hoarding is cool. So (laughs) this is old school hoarding. And something really fun about gardening too is that when you grow things and then use it in your food, it's fun. Like it's fun for your kids to be like, "Oh, well, we grew that." You That's know, our zucchini. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Mostly zucchini. So much zucchini. <laughs> Lots of zucchini. Also, it's fun to go berry or apple picking. Don't know if we have a ton of opportunities for that around us, but there was in Wisconsin. It was amazing. Yeah, Wisconsin had a ton. Utah kind of struggles with that type of thing. Too they do many, have like kids. you pick berry areas and stuff. Yeah, my parents actually have a pretty awesome berry patch patch in their backyard that they it's just planted. like 12 feet of blackberries but they yeah. have so many blackberries so many my dad has all these like extra shirts so they all put on like a big huge shirt because they stain because they stain and they have bowls and they're out there picking the berries and they're <laughs> eating them and their faces are stained and their hands are stained but it's pretty amazing it's lots of fun memories that's for sure so those are your socially distanced activities if you're ready to get out and it's Mingle you're with feeling people. safe being around other people. In case you've forgotten what those things are, here's our top five. Yep. The first one is the library. I love the library, and wonderfully enough, my kids also love the library. And so it's super important to keep your kids reading all summer because that's a long time to not be in school. So make sure you get your kids to read. Let them pick out books. You pick out books. Lots of libraries have like reading challenges or activities to do throughout the summer. So just look to see what your local library is doing and try to get involved with that. And just to say, probably my proudest or happiest scholastic thing that happened this year. I don't know how to categorize this, but (laughs) the thing that happened in my kid's life that relates to schooling that I like that was the same, but not, not maybe worse. I'm really glad that both of our girls have finally gotten reading. I was really worried that they were going to be like me and never like reading. Because they would listen to books and they would read some kind of garbage graphic novel type they books. They love graphic novels. And I'm like, well, it's better than nothing, but... It finally know. caught on. Like, our oldest realized, I have to go to bed before I'm tired, and so I can read. And she reads, and she likes books, and she reads entire books. And our second is catching on, too. And it's just like, just keep pushing it. Keep pushing (laughs) it. Because it is so amazing to be able to say, go read. And they're like, okay. You know? Like, that's that's the thing. Our kids aren't like, where's Cammie? I haven't seen her in four hours. Oh, she's reading. Like, that's not where our kids are at, and I don't think they ever will be. That was me. I was that kid. But I think that's kind of like like a natural thing, I think. That's something I just always love to do. So I think some people, like me, just love to read. Some people don't like it at all. And then some people you can just be like, Our kids don't. I just don't want them to be 
that. I don't want them to not like it at all, which yeah. is me. It hurts your whole life because you're a slow reader and everything. So I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm really glad that our kids are reading. So keep them at the library. Not all libraries are created equal, but uh, I feel like so any library worth its salt is going to have some sort of kid reading summer program. So most, check it out. Most areas, the counties are connected, or like the libraries within a county are connected. So and if your something. library stinks, you can always just go to the... Try another. Yeah, next city over and see if theirs is better. Yep. And you can always request library books and because they all interchange within the county. And so if your library is small and doesn't have what you want, just request them online and they should send them to your library. It's worth it. Number two is sports and camps. Our kids do much better with structure. Mm -hmm. And so having something is really beneficial. So swim lessons are a must for our kids Mm because we don't want them to drown. Yeah, swim lessons. They're expensive here, but it's worth it. In Wisconsin, they had amazing kids camps. Oh, it was every week, twice a week for like two hours, I think, all summer long. And it was so fun. It was at a park, and they have, you know, teenagers who are the counselors, and they play games, and they do crafts, and they play at the park. It was just such a good way for them to be outside and have something to do that's structured. Yeah. And it was so dirt cheap. And for some reason, I think, again, there's too many kids in Utah or something, but they don't do that here. And it's so sad to me. I'm like, I just want a kid's camp again. There, Yeah, it was amazing. Our kids, three years later, still talk about them and remember their counselors and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you have something find a good like kids that camp you, or start a good one, I keep telling Alexis, <sighs> you just need to kick men in the pants. I just want to, like, have somebody else do it. <laughs> like, yep. you take my kids. Just go complain to the Parks and Rec and say, stop building parks and stop, start raising our kids for us. It's also a good time to try new sports. A lot of times there are, like, sports focused kids' camps. Like, I always did tennis. That's where I learned to play tennis is in a summer camp mm-hmm. type deal where it was like four weeks and you went three times a week or something and played tennis. Yeah. So there's lots of things like that. Yeah. I just signed Cammy up for a volleyball camp. And Can so make- it's just four Saturdays just to get them started, you know, mm-hmm. and just see if you like it. Because I feel like our kids. Yeah. I want them to be able to try it a little bit before we really invest in like a season yeah. of something. And so it's just a nice way for them to see like. Is this interesting? Is this fun? Am I good at it? Do yeah. I want to keep doing it? doesn't have the full pressure of soccer league or something. Yeah, yeah. Number three is splash pads. I love splash pads, especially with little kids, because you just don't have to worry about anybody drowning. They can all play in the water, and it's fun when it's hot, and they're all safe. And yep, that. it is great. And they're usually free, and so yeah. it's usually not. That is true. You don't have to pay for a mm-hmm. splash pad. You can go and stay for as little or as long as you want. Mm-hmm. A tip is to just always have a beach bag ready. So have your bag ready with the towels and sunscreen. And so that way, when you want to go, you can just grab your bag. You can even leave it in your car. So, you know, so you just, okay, swimsuits on, let's go. It takes a long time to get your kids all ready and in the car. So if you have at least half of it ready to go, it's easier to get out the door. And if your kids are like our kids, they run around in their swimsuits all year long. So <laughs> that part is definitely not the hard part. They can't get dressed, but if it's a swimsuit, all of a sudden they can all get dressed by themselves. So <laughs> bless them. Number four is passes. This is a money thing, so you can't. we couldn't always do this, but mm-hmm. passes are a good way if you can afford it. Generally, they price passes so that if you go twice, you've paid for it. Yeah. And so... We've tried a couple and have narrowed down to just one pass right now, but there's lots of opportunities. So children's museums will often have them, aquariums will have them, zoos will have them, 
Pools will have them. In Utah, they have something called the Pass of All Passes that's like the super pass to rule them all. We haven't ever done that because it's still too expensive for us, but there's a lot of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. If you haven't spent your uh, money from Biden yet, that's you right. a little bit of it for a pass this summer. Yep. Also, I don't know if this is happening this year, but a lot of times movie theaters will have summer movies where they're really cheap during the day and they're like kid movies that are you know older animated like disney stuff and whatever but it's just fun to like take your kids to the theater and you can buy popcorn or whatever so you can look and see if your local theater is doing that yep. maybe they could probably use your help yeah sounds like they're struggling for theaters and the last one is sporting events or farmers markets so we we have the jazz in utah Mm-hmm. For the most part, we have minor league stuff in Utah. We have the Real soccer team is pretty good. Oh, they're legit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But what we like about minor league sports is that for kids especially, it's like pretty much the full experience at a tiny fraction of the price. Yeah. So both in Wisconsin and in Utah, they have a minor league baseball team. And it's so fun to go. Mm-hmm. And they often have like grass outfields, so it's cheaper seating. But you can still kind of get the experience. You don't feel as bad if you have to leave after three innings. So, anyway, minor league baseball is a favorite. We're definitely going to do that this year. We also love farmer's markets. Oh, so bad. And if you ever get a chance to go to the Madison, Wisconsin farmer's market, it is the best farmer's market you'll ever attend. It's just fantastic. Like, they have a wide variety of things that are good. Like, just quality products that are it's a, cheap it's amazing and there may be other amazing ones out there and we're just used to out west where it's a desert and so so we haven't done a lot of farmers market here but seriously there's not a ton of reasons to like veer out of your way and go to madison but if you're going to do it on a saturday they literally surround the whole block around the capital and there's just tons of sands and it's everything from this famous spicy cheese bread that's oh, amazing so even though i don't like spicy and like beautiful bouquets of flowers for yes, dirt cheap so pretty and and then obviously like ton, a, yeah fun stuff tons like of vegetables and things like that sticks they had, of honey and yeah. cheese samples of course because it's wisconsin we went several times when we were there and it yeah. is fun so fun and that area of madison's amazing so mm-hmm. madison is awesome go on a saturday go check out the local farmer's market it's awesome and then go to your own local farmer's market too i'm sure a city nearby you probably has one. And you know. I feel like everywhere has a farmer's market. Yeah, now, everyone but. has something. So go check those out and then supporting your local businesses and farms and stuff. Love it. So that's it. We hope that your summer 2021 is better than your summer 2020. Right. Not a high bar. <laughs> I say, it's probably not that hard to make it better. <laughs> yes. So make that your goal. <laughs> better than last year. Better than 2020. Get out there, stay safe, and have fun. And let us know on Instagram what your summer plans are so we can steal them and do them too. (laughs) Yes, please. That would be great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, thanks for your great research and your amazing editing. And Alan, thanks for showing up. Happy to help. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or find us on our website at alexistannerlane.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. <laughs>